thanks for joining us, Jared. <laughs> Just you and myself, another movie from this year. Trying to sort of capture as many of the newer films hitting streaming for coverage. Mm. So tonight's film, 2022's Samaritan, Sylvester Stallone's latest opus. <laughs> um, but before we get there, have you seen anything recently? I mean, we are pulling this out every week, so, you know, surely the lists are short. It's shorter. It's shorter. Yeah, it's shorter than the last time. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I've got a few. So, I finished Day Shift, which we spoke about. What did you think? It was good fun. I mean, I didn't mind the concept, but it was, it was, uh, I think I, was, I said said to you last time, it, it relied a bit on Jamie Foxx just being funny, just, yeah. just tossing stuff out there. And sometimes it was it was mildly amusing, but overall it was just a yeah, it was an entertaining. Watched it, didn't mind it. Probably won't go back to it again. We'll forget about it in fucking three days' time. Fair <laughs> like, enough. Fair enough. And then I got onto the two docos that we spoke about last time: Trainwreck, Woodstock '99. What did you think of that? Yeah, it was good. It was good. Red hot chili peppers. Not yeah, doing it. Doing any favors. I mean, jeez. Think about your song choice there. Just yeah, cut one out of the But also, list. Anthony, they're burning the fucking place down. Yeah. Go out there and tell them to stop. Oh, I don't think there's anything we can do. Well, you could try. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah could exactly. say, please, stop. I think you underestimate yourself. Well, I guarantee you, if he had said, listen, if you don't cut that shit out, we're, we're off the stage. Yep. Some people would have gone, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I okay, actually it wouldn't have them. stopped everyone. wouldn't have stopped everyone, but some people would, would have wanted to hear the yeah. chili peppers at that point. And also, Although I think... Flea, uh, put your cock away, yeah, please. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> I know. Was he playing his guitar with that thing? Because, <laughs> <laughs> fuck. I don't know about well, you, Jared. When you're gyrating out on stage with your knob out um, and you, you know, you're getting into it like he is, yeah. you're definitely hitting your own cock with that with your, your guitar. <laughs> of course, of and that, course. that is having me doubled over. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that was the thing that I was underprepared for with Woodstock 99. Too much There was an abundance of sausage. That <laughs> yeah, I, no, no, no. I wasn't prepared for. It was a genuine sausage <laughs> We probably didn't need to see it all. Yeah, the one thing for me too was the only people, that se- band that seemed to come off decent was Bush. Yeah. Managed to calm the crowd crowd down yeah. somehow. Well, if that boy Slim, oh yeah, he came off alright. He came because he was like, oh, you know, he was ready to cut loose. Yeah. Then he realised when oh, someone drives a fucking RV <laughs> into the into the middle of your set, what do you do? <laughs> yeah, you say like, we, we've we've had enough for the night, fellas. <laughs> I mean, didn't he say they fucking bolted for the doors and had jumped, yeah, yeah, in the, yeah. jumped in the limo and just got out of there? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she was pretty bad. But, I mean, it just showed they cut a few corners. I mean, a few corners. They cut a lot of corners and then you had half of, I mean, a quarter of a million people show up. I mean, you can't cut corners when you're dealing with that many people. <laughs> what I love you is... cut corners on security. The, but, guy, the guy says, the security guy says, we spent two days searching bags for any flammables, and then these dickheads went for fucking candles. <laughs> yeah, look. Yeah, yeah, there were some interesting decisions there. Some, yeah, some real deep thinkers, I think, were yeah. on the ground there. And there was one particular guy that was part of the crew. Every time they spoke to him, it was just like, oh, well, they fucking they did this wrong. They, you know, what sort of idiot does this and that? It was just the whole time he was saying, you'd tell it was going to be a shambles from the get-go. Yeah, and look, it just showcased the difference in eras. Too. Yeah, yeah. 69 was a certain way because the 60s. 
was that way. Yeah. Um. The not we're talking ninety nine. We're talking about grunge and you know, and and metal and stuff like this. New metal music and all that kind of crap. It was angry. It was. I mean, I felt for fucking Cheryl Crow and Jewel. Yeah, I mean, yeah. just having to be part of the set. It yeah, just didn't yeah. look like the crowd that they would want to be around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I shouldn't. Uh, look, I laughed because you'd already pre-warned me about this, and I laughed out of. I was kind of shocked. It jumped up on me when they showed the, the MTV thing going on, and then she's trying to talk, and some bloke out the back goes, "You got a great rack," or something like that. And I started giggling because I didn't expect it to happen. <laughs> I was just like, "Oh man!" But that was happening the whole. The whole show, it's like fuck. the frat boy culture. For yeah, yeah, yeah. Part of it, like it's just it, the whole thing was pretty ugly. Yeah, you see some of the sh- some of the footage of the shit going on. It was fucking. I mean, if I was if I walked into it and that was night one, I reckon I'd have jumped in the car and left. Oh, looked, without a doubt, it looked awful. It looked awful, especially when the crappers were overflowing. <laughs> Jesus Christ! There was feces in the water. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I need, it was boiling hot, I need at least a bit of, you know, water to at least dab on my brow. I hope it hasn't got a turn in it. That's right. Although by day two, it appeared that the turd was about as best you were going to get. There was no fucking water in the joint. Oh, wow. (laughs) Worse than Fry Festival. It's shocking. Yeah. <laughs> at least, at least they didn't burn the joint down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, pretty rough, pretty ordinary. Yeah. But the doco was good. Mm-hmm. And I, like, there were parts that I was laughing at. I think that was one of the successes of the doco. They kind of had a couple of bits where you you laughed at how how much of a shambles it was, and then, then things then got they a little bit serious. How serious it yeah. was, yeah. Like it was, it was fucking awful. And then I watched the most hated man on the internet. Oh yeah. That was yeah. a fantastic doco because that prick really got his come up. Oh, well, <laughs> I mean, if that guy, if that guy was in any way, I mean, if that was your kid, you would just feel like you had just failed every fucking angle of parenting. The guy yeah. is just a, the guy was just a piece of shit. He there still was no is redeemable quality. This is the thing. He's yeah. a, he is a absolutely unredeemable piece of crap. Yep. And look, I agree with you. We had a quick discussion earlier on via text. People like butt, butt girl, or whatever her name was, <laughs> butthole girl, or whatever it was. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. She made some very bad choices. Yep. And the only way to get these down, just do more of this stuff. Yeah. Are yeah. you serious? Like, are yep. you? Do you not see what's being done to you? Yeah. But she was vulnerable, and she this was guy exploited in a bad place yes. because they got up there in the first place because. Oh yeah, I was on a I was on a fucking group call with my friends or whatever, and someone dared me to do this. Yeah, and then took a screenshot. Well, fucking who are you? Who are your friends? Yeah, exactly. So we're talking about a vulnerable person, and this guy exploited her. Yeah, simple. Yeah. So, although I think she made some bad choices, I lay still lay the blame very heavily at his feet. Yeah, of course. Well, if you're a half decent fucking person, you don't do anywhere near what he did. No. And he's got the bloke had no conscience, no care for anybody. So I mean, fuck him. But I just love the fucking just the the karma that was coming for yeah. him because that first that guy got in there was the bully. Yeah, yeah. Thing. So he set the ball rolling. But fuck, as soon as you get hold of anonymous, they decide to yeah. get involved. Holy shit! You're like they can fuck your life. <laughs> 
instantly. Well, that's the thing. I mean, he is such an irredeemable piece of shit that normally you would say, oh, well, fuck. I mean, what they're doing is it's pretty harsh. But for someone like him, because they took his fucking passport. They declared him dead. <laughs> they declared him dead in the fucking state. For... <laughs> they also sent him 200 dildos, which I thought was by was far excellent. the funniest bit of the yep. show. And honestly, like, I'm not a, I wouldn't say I'm someone that, that wishes ill on people, or, but I hope that bloke is still suffering from that because he put, put so much of that upon other people. And I just, I really got tired of that shit where it would show him going, oh, yeah, here's, here, here I am out, out partying and fucking your girlfriend and all that. And I just kept mm. thinking, you are just an absolute dick brain. Mm. And look at the kind of fuckwits that are hanging around with you. Like, have a look, good hard look at yourself if you think he's a good bloke. Well, that's the, that's the, the, the scary thing out of the whole doco for me is that he amassed quite a following. Yeah, yeah. If you're looking at this bloke thinking this is something to aspire to, then the world is fucked, basically. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Essentially, there's not, not many other ways to put it. Nah, true. So that was, yeah, again, really good watch. Good. Really good. From that point, other than Samaritan, there's only been one thing that's been occupying my time, and that is the Hatchet series. Oh, the Hatchets? Hatchets. Have you got them on Blu-ray, I DVD? I do not. What are they on? Streaming somewhere? Two of them were on streaming. Which ones? Which streaming? I think Amazon Prime has two and four. Yeah. Where are the other two coming from? YouTube? YouTube was on one. Okay. Just be quiet. Just, just, just whisper. I um, need to know where these are. I hired, I hired the third one for two bucks on iTunes. Okay. Basically, I had watched the first one when it came out and thought, this is, this is crap, and didn't watch them again. And I thought to myself at the time, like... From what I'd heard, it sounds like shit that I should have been more into. And I thought to myself, maybe I was just judging it harshly or or I was, I don't know. Were they bad? Well, I watched the first one and I enjoyed it far more than I did the first time. Yeah. It's more, it's funnier. That, like, it, it was aiming for more comedy than I probably gave it credit for the first time around. And sure. I did get a few laughs out of it. It's fucking ridiculously over the top. Like, it's never aiming to be anything. I mean... It's a, it's, it's got elements of parody for sure. Like the kills are so fucking over the top that you can't do anything but, but kind of laugh at some of them. But it's, I, I appreciate that it's like we got a Jason to play something that's clearly inspired by Jason, but then throws a bit of the supernatural in. And I mean, as the series goes along, it kind of builds on that. You've got, you've got, you know, Danielle Harris in the, in the, the middle two. Uh, basically, throughout the series, Victor Crowley tussles with Freddy. He tussles with another Jason. Yeah. Tussles with a Michael, a Leatherface, Candyman. So they're kind of nodding to exactly the sort of shit that we love. First one I really enjoyed. Second one was a bit down. Third one, had a lot of fun with that. And the, mm. uh, the fourth one is probably somewhere in between two and three. Okay. But overall, yeah, I had a bit of fun with it. I, I had much more fun than, uh, and... And was a bit more open to it than the first time around, I guess. Okay. Because I hadn't watched, after after not enjoying the first one, I just left it and didn't touch it until now. Okay. So this is the first time I've seen all the sequels, and yeah, I, I had some fun with it. Okay. Excellent. And that was it. Well, I only watched one thing, Untold, The Girlfriend Who Didn't Exist. Ooh, that was next on my, on my Netflix doco venture. Look, it was pretty poor form as to what was done. Manti. If you haven't met them in person, you're not dating. Correct. <laughs> like, like that's to me, 
You are not dating somebody Look, until you have met them in person. I get people are desperate. In his but case, he wouldn't off. have been desperate. He was at Notre know, Dame College. He was king shit. Yep. Why he thought he needed that, I but don't know. For whatever reason, you know, that's that's going on. But if someone bumps off an in-person meeting three times at the last minute, I'm, it's a three-strike rule for me. If you do it three times, I mean, I'm not even – I'm a suspicious person. You do it once, I think, am I being catfished? Yeah. Second time, I'm thinking I'm definitely being catfished. Well, Jared, I go one step further. If I have not met you in person, we are just friends who talk over Facebook. Yeah, exactly. But you know what I mean? Once you once someone brushes off in person meetings and and, you know, six months down the track you're still trying to fucking pencil in a date. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't get to that wrong. point. Yeah, there's something very I mean if we get if we get if we're if I'm chatting to someone I mean, I'm never gonna be in this situation. I don't chat to people online like no. that. But if I was and I'm chatting to you and we decide to meet in person. Yeah. If that hasn't happened within a week or two, yeah. nah. I'm suspicious. <laughs> yeah, agree. So, really good doco, but yeah, look. It was in 2012, I think. So yeah. maybe catfishing wasn't as big a thing. I don't it know. It wasn't quite at that point. I mean, you know, The Rock hadn't made millions of dollars <laughs> asking people for a loan <laughs> and things like that. Yeah, The Rock wasn't out there catfishing people left and right asking for 50 Can days. I get 50 till next payday? Um, I'm still waiting on the residual. Who's got a fucking spare 50 to give him to? Like, <laughs> wiped out my savings. I gave it to The Rock. Shit. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. Okay. Um, note to the rock, though. I've only got twenty five k in in savings, so I can't give you a fifty. <laughs> <laughs> I could remortgage my house, I guess. I mean, if you are convincing people that you're the rock and you need a loan, are you a really good trickster, or is that person just a fucking idiot? Yeah, oh, definitely a fucking idiot. <laughs> You're talking about the most. Fucking made the most money in the year, and you're saying he came to you and said he needed fifty k, and you thought, hmm, this seems legit. Passes the sniff test. I mean, I mean the XFL is about to open, um, but he's probably, you know, his money's probably tied up in Zoa, his tequila brand, and another five pictures. Yeah. So I can understand why. He's not, why he's not he's being paid in cash. He's being paid in fucking Kruger. Rant. I understand why he needs fifty liquid. <laughs> <laughs> he's getting paid in gold bars. <laughs> he needs cash. Unbelievable. Cash. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, I watched nothing else. <laughs> Good, excellent. Okay, a couple of quick bits of news. Halloween ends. Will actually debut in both cinemas and on Peacock. Same day, just like they did with Halloween Kills. Yep. So, obviously, Blumhouse and Carol have looked at it and said, well, shit, it still still worked out pretty well for us. And let's Uh, face it, they'll get the Peacock viewers, but people will still go and watch it. They'll still make money off it. Yeah, of course. No question. No doubt about that. Uh, Another piece of news, just that might make you happy, Ezra Miller's had a meeting. (laughs) <laughs> with Warner Brothers about the Flash, <laughs> and I believe has apologised profusely. 
Yeah. You've I'm had a meeting <laughs> after the shit you pulled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, had a meeting or spent fucking four hours getting reamed by every person in the Warner Brothers fucking executive team for destroying the, <laughs> destroying the DC Extended Universe. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Basically, I think that's what may have happened. Yeah, but but essentially, he has he has uh, taken responsibility. Sorry, they have, I believe. Yeah, they have taken responsibility for what has gone on recently, and <laughs> I I believe they are sort of reaching out in an effort to to you know the pictures still there. You know they, yeah. they need to be, yeah. look, mate. Fuck. Unless your name's Army Hammer, <laughs> it can't get any worse. Like, they I mean, you know, your career being in tatters has a way of making you apologise for things. Like, yeah. only, Ken, only ask Kenneth Branagh yeah. about how to damage control, because fuck, he hasn't worked it out recently. <laughs> when you go from, you know, money. Falling out of your backside, yeah, 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 yeah. to to zero. Money. <laughs> uh, you might not make another movie as the Flash. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, a easy paycheck that yeah. you would have made several pictures yeah. for, and then you suddenly realise, oh shit, hang on. Well, sometimes that'll make you grovel to the studio, and so I think that's kind of what's going on here. What are you, what are your what are your thoughts on this on the Warner Brothers? I tell you what you business. do with regards to the Flash, you. Let it sit. Miller gets help that they need, and you give it six months to air out, and then you put it out. Just like on. anticipated, which I believe it was I'm concerned about. I believe, that six it's schedule, I believe it's scheduled for twenty twenty three. Yeah. So there's enough air there to get it, to to avoid some of the the shit. See me, I'm, I'm slightly concerned about that six months, so I bump it up till uh, next week. <laughs> I release it next week. Oh, fucking release it! Release it on HBO Max. I just fucking. Um, but the whole the whole Batgirl and the the Scoob sequel. Oh, that's fucking um, weird. Because look, I get that you're changing directions, but, but you got product. You put it out. Yeah, it makes how something. Many times, I mean, because <clears throat> I think whatever you do with with Batgirl and Scoob. I mean, I think they'll probably make you more in the long run. Correct. Than the, than the write-off. Correct. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I've got a suspicious feeling that they're, they're shelving it and, you know, when they supposedly write the ship, I mean, how many times have DC righted the ship? How many times have they attempted to write the ship? Because this number. is just, it's another attempt. And I'm not saying that all of their shit has been bad. It hasn't. But you're attempting to do it again. But I just feel like I'm, I've got a sneaking suspicion they're going to shelve it, they're going to try to write the ship, and then in a couple of years they're going to release those two things. Oh, of course. They're, they're going to they're gonna spend a couple of years cooking up a, an audience that, oh, yeah, we'll do the Zack Snyder again. Three, three years down the track, oh, look. Batgirl. We're going to drop Batgirl. Because now that, you know, you've got another Batman movie, you've got this or that, DC's looking whatever it's looking like, hopefully better for the, from, from their standpoint. Here's the long-lost Batgirl movie. and Yeah, and that's, that, but I still think you make money off it now. Well, like, I think you do too. I don't understand. I, just, I still yeah, think I you get... make 
pretty good money. Is it? Is it a pile of shit? Do you think that's what it might be? Well, that I mean, I, I spoke to you not that long ago about that the, there was test scores going around, and they weren't great, but they were in line with something like it too. Right, so they can't have been the worst thing. So they can't. It can't have been, you know, just write it off. I just, yeah, I don't get it. I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. It's silly. It's just another thing. Like, you've got these products ready. Yeah. You make nothing out of them if you sit on them. Okay. Well, this is, I want to Three know years down the track, you give me the Zack Snyder cut type of thing. Yeah. You might make something on it. But you might also make nothing because the, 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 the window's closed on it. The Scoob one makes less sense because... I mean, the first one wasn't that great. So why is but there even a sequel in the, in, the, in the mix? Because there's an inbuilt audience that so, you're going to make some cash off So that. chuck it out. Exactly. Who gives a fuck? And the, that you know, one was the budget was like 40, 40 million, I think, or 35 yeah. million. So really, your break-even point's pretty low. That one, was, that one was even more baffling to me. Because, I mean, fuck. How many shit kids' movies have made bank? Plenty. Yeah, exactly. Plenty. I just don't get it. <clears throat> and if you tell me, if they tell me one more time they're going to write the ship, it, it it's it's almost like these people, they come in, they go, oh, we can't put all this out because we didn't make it. What the fuck are you on about? It is part of your current slate. I mean, I, I release out. it, and, and if it makes bank, I say, I go, yeah. Well, well, yeah, I always we, had faith in it, and yeah. if it tanks, I go, that's the last product <laughs> of the previous board. Yeah, exactly. We'll be making our own. Exactly. <laughs> you take no responsibility for the shit, yeah. but you, it's part of your slate of films, so put it out. Yeah. Makes reckon, no sense uh, to sit on it. Yeah, I think they should have just And in fact, with Batgirl, you're it. shitting all over the people who made it. Yeah. And you've got You've got the two filmmakers that were responsible for a pretty, pretty well received Bad Boys movie. Yeah, yeah, very well. And had just come off Miss Marvel, that's been pretty well received as well. Yeah. Like, I just, I can't understand why you just can it. And yeah. that's the that's the reason I'm thinking. Obviously, they want to make some changes, but I think their long term intention is still to release the movie. Yeah, but I don't think it's a good idea to wait that long. No. If you're going to go that down that round, my my thinking is you put Batgirl in the cinemas, you put Scoob on streaming somewhere. Yeah, I mean the fact that Keaton's Batman is in it is enough. So what you're saying here is you've just had Michael Keaton do the first time he's been in the Batman suit since Batman Returns. Mm. A big deal to the the comic book people out there. Yep. And yet you then can the film entirely. Yeah, thanks, Ezra. Fucking yeah, hell. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no, I think so. I don't I mean, know. Michael Keaton doesn't give a fuck. No, fuck. <laughs> he's off to other projects. He doesn't That's care. Right. He's, he's you know, career renaissance. He's just kind of, you know. Yeah, yeah. Just, he just moves on. But just drop it. Just give it. You know what, though? He would have been your selling point, wouldn't he? Exactly. Well, if, 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 especially if, if we talked about this a couple of episodes out. ago, you use him to to to, to spruik the fucking product. Well, you, if you, the flash he comes press. out and his appearance is well received, I don't know all the details, but I thought he had a kind of was going to be possibly in a bigger part for the Batgirl one. Mm. So obviously, you're still relying on the Flash a little bit, but that that. Keaton Batman is going to get you some goodwill anyway. Correct. It's a, a head-scratcher, that one. Yeah. Real head-scratcher. All right. Uh, let's take a break. Here's the trailer for 2022's 
Samaritan. Wait up, wait up. What do you do with all this junk? Keeps me busy. Another long night of crime and violence. Some say it's only a matter of time before the city implodes. I think we're finished here. Go on, beat it. I found him. Samaritan. Samaritan died 25 years ago. That's what they say. You think you live across from a superhero? Do you have a therapist, kid? Kid. Samaritan's dead. I pick up garbage for a living, pal. Samaritan cleaned up the streets. <laughs> you mind your business, I'll mind mine. Okay. I'm cool. How strong are you? Not as strong as I once was. Things start to fall apart when you stop caring. And I stopped caring a long time ago. How come you hate who you are? For some people, it's too late to change the damage they've done. He's hiding something. I want him dead. Really? The things you bury tend to haunt you. Why did you disappear? This. Samaritan from 2022, directed by Julius Avery, who directed Overlord, produced by Sylvester Stallone and Braden Altergood, who produced Nobody, and it's written by Bragi F. Shoot, who wrote Escape Room, and I believe he wrote the graphic novel that this is based on. This mm. is a graphic novel from 2013, 2014. It stars Sylvester Stallone as Joe, Javon Walton as Sam Cleary, Pilu Asbeck as Cyrus, and Dasha Polanco as Tiffany Cleary. The budget was unknown. I, I, I couldn't find any information about how much it cost. I'm guessing it's probably in the 30 to 40 million range. And it's going direct to Amazon Prime. Now, there wasn't a lot of trivia for this thing, Jared, but the film is inspired by Unbreakable and Finding Forrester. That's kind of a mixture of the two of them. Mm. Which sounds great, in theory. Yeah. Not to not to uh, spoil my thing, but this couldn't wipe Unbreakable's <laughs> ass. Like, <laughs> like, okay. there, there is absolutely no correlation between right. those so snake two. Wise, <laughs> no, no chance. <laughs> All right, Jared, I'm going to go first here. Look, it's just an average kind of stripped-back superhero type of film mm. that it actually doesn't have – it's reasonably well-acted and pretty well-made. Yep. 
but it fails to fully embrace the potential of what it was putting forward. The idea of the superhero hiding, hiding in the neighbourhood, you know, dormant for 20 years, you know, and all that kind of stuff is an interesting kind of dynamic to have. It is, yeah. There's a couple of decent action scenes in there and at least an attempt to kind of throw a twist, whether it's successful is pretty questionable. But it's just not enough to make it make up for the fact that it's kind of run of the mill. Mm. It's just run of the mill. Yep. Two, two out of five. Yep. For me. Yeah, it was exactly the same. Two. Obviously, we'll get into some spoilers later, but it's just a, a bunch of pretty solid ideas and, and throws some things out there that could have been really awesome to explore. Doesn't bother to do anything but scratch any of them. No. Just by the end of the film, none of them are none of them are really explored. And it's a shame because, as I said to you, we had reason to be excited about this idea of a superhero, an old superhero who's not what he used to be and is, is you know, as you said, just the fucking elevator pitch of Unbreakable and Me's Finding Forrester. It sounds fucking awesome. Yeah. Because no one's still, no one's really done it well. The the, the best I can think of is, is Logan. Yeah. And when you do Logan, Logan was fucking awesome, but there's some places you can't go because Marvel's not going to, Marvel's not going to take the piss out of one of his prestige characters. It's not going to bring all that much humour to it or, or no. any of that sort of shit. This could have, and it just it didn't go any of it. Played the, it played the straight bat. Even then, you could have gone to some places that you didn't go. Mm. So I was, even though I was out of two out of five, I was immensely disappointed when I was watching it. Yeah. And it's a real shame because it does, as you said, it does attempt to throw, it's, got, it's, it's reasonably well, well acted and well made. And does attempt to throw a twist in there that, had it been a little bit better done, would have been all right to go with. But it's so badly telegraphed that I, I texted you in the first 10 minutes of the movie with two things that I thought were possibilities, and that was one of them. Yeah. So, My wife t- turned to me five minutes into the movie yeah, and said exactly what it was yep. right then and there. Yep. Uh, and, and it, Well, it was pretty much the... Um, well, it was impossible It was the, it was the open. Yeah, it, right. was ter- it was telegraphed within seconds of being yeah. out there. Yeah. Looking at this in comparison to something like Unbreakable, even if you went slightly down some of Unbreakable's paths, I mean, looking at the two of them side by side, Unbreakable is so dense. You know, all these interesting ideas about how David Dunn could have been something awesome, but he did he he wasn't, but yet he was a superhero, yeah. you know. Well, all that looks- whole thing about that, him being hurt, yeah, um, lying about being injured, not being able to play able to play football, you know, and I believe Maddie sort of brought it up in the Unbreakable episode was about, you know, how he kind of he was kind of like this downtrodden sort of character who who could have been something, could have been big man on campus, but it didn't work out. Yeah. Yet he was kind of, he was important. Yeah. So the thing for me is Unbreakable took a, it looked at what would happen if, if, a, if a guy had some of these abilities in a real world context, but had also had some of that shit like, you know, a little bit of anxiety and shit like that. And they actually talk about that in this. And, okay, I get that you may not want to go the same route. You, it's, it's, not as, it's not as grounded in realism, this one, but you still, could have, you still could have looked at that stuff. You still could have 
looked at it in a context that wasn't necessarily realistic. Yeah. Agreed. It's fair to say I was... Disappointed. A little bit disappointed in, in what I was seeing. Okay. Wasn't cutting together? No. Well, you know, Sly's done this. He did it with Rocky and Balboa and Creed. So I thought maybe he's the man to, to do this with the superhero genre, but I'm still waiting. No. You know, still waiting. Hancock, no. No. Samaritan, no. Like, still waiting. All right, likes. Mine were very... I kept mine very much on the higher surface because I didn't take notes at the time, mm. so looking back on it. The idea of the young boy finding this believed-to-be-dead superhero living amongst him in the neighbourhood in sort of peace and quiet, it's good. It is. It has, it has potential and could have been mined. And especially because the kid wouldn't have been alive at the time. Yeah. So he's he's basing it on this legend. And there was a, you know, there, there, there was the point where he goes into the bookstore with, shit, what's his name? Um, fellow with the glasses that's yeah. in Spider-Man. And oh, I can't remember who he is. What's his name? Star, isn't it? Um, anyway, that stuff was, was solid. Yeah. You could have worked with that to, to, to go with, yeah. And the whole idea, idea that he'd seen a few other people that he thought might have been him. Yeah, and, and yeah. That was all that sort of stuff. And... The fact that it's convenient that he lives in the same building and stuff like that, well, that plays into it because, yeah. as you said, he's like, oh, so this is the same as when you told me it was this guy or that guy or whatever. Mm. That would have worked perfectly fine and did work reasonably well at times. Yeah, exactly. So th- th- that idea has has legs. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think for a little bit they managed to do a little, you know, they managed to, to get a bit out of that. Yes. Performances, not bad. Yeah, pretty good. Like Stallone, right. Stallone's sleepwalking, but he can do that world weary shit yeah. in his sleep. Yeah, and the, it's just the, the material isn't as strong as something like I, I was just begging for you know, uh, you know, when he's talking in Balboa about having a little something left in the tank, in yeah, the tank and, and, and something else know, in the basement. Like I was just begging for that to happen, but he's delivering what he can. The kid's not bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, Pillow. Pilao Asbeck is... Pilao's fine, it's just that... He's got a his, couple of dud moments. His villain role is is like a thug. Like, he's just yeah. a henchman. Yep. Uh, and that's where my some of my dislikes come in about just their whole fucking ethos. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll dig into that. bullshit. Like, we'll dig into the weeds because there's, there's a few weeds to pull in this <laughs> one, but... The sequence where Joe gets hit by the car... Yes. And then... Pulls himself back together with the broken bones, and then yeah. he has to stand in the shower, and he's eating the ice cream and everything. To, yep. to, that was the best sequence in the film. That well, kind of at least kind of touched on what he was capable of. The getting hit by the car is one of those things where it's almost the go-to for the unexpected kind of moment, and it fits perfectly here because you know you, you're waiting for him. He, he's he's professing, oh, I'm not that guy. I'm not this. Then bang. Gets hit by the car. Well, yes, you are. Like, but it worked. Like, you know, I was half expecting. As soon as he started walking, walking across the street, you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I did like, are you all right? Fuck no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was good. I don't know, that was pretty funny. But it also continued because it was that fucking little Weasley dude that was running over him yeah. in the car. It kind of continued the progression of his character just being. A- just absolute scum. Who then sees him later and he's like, I fucking saw him already, <laughs> Yeah. He's still alive. Those parts of it were, I was happy enough with. Yeah. The fight in the alley. 
where he punches out all the goons and then he uses the the car to protect the little girl. Yeah, pulls it over. That was a that was not a bad little fight scene. Yep. And using the car and being filmed sort of brings him back into the consciousness of the public. And I yeah, thought that yeah. was a cool way to do that. Yep. So I think, that was solid. Yeah, that was good. I think there was a moment before that, and this is where I talk about it. It, it really frustrated me because I think that they're sitting on the bus at this point, or it was something like that. They're, they're, they're chatting away, and it's in the dialogue where they just again they start scratching the surface of this good stuff. You know, Stallone starts talking about I like being I like being alone. You know, what's yeah, I, I like being by myself. I'm, and I just thought, fuck, why can't we mind this? Why can't we talk about the hero that 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 turned his back on it because And you know, obviously when we get to the twist that comes into this, but it still would have worked about exploring that he just wants to be on his own. Yeah. Okay, he's got these abilities or whatever, but the guy's an anxious person and doesn't want to be in crowds or doesn't like fucking people fucking digging into his private time. Like yeah. This is what I wanted to see, and it never got past chatting about it a little bit. Yeah. I'm like, I wanted to see some of that. Like, put him in a situation that makes him fucking very uncomfortable or... or Vulnerable. Yeah, like... so Mind so, that situation as to more than, he, more than that he just gave up because he supposedly died. Yeah. That he couldn't. Yeah, so he the just, big question, <laughs> the big thing that this, never, this film never asks is why. Why do you walk away from something like that? Yeah. Why? Oh, you supposedly know. died. I mean, yeah, okay, but why did you then go into hiding? What? what? Correct. And the, the twist kind of undermines it a little bit because they're constantly talking about it from the side of you did so much good. Why yeah. did you walk away? But you can still you can still dig into it. You can still come up with something there. Oh, I just feel like there was there was. They just if they had have just explored it a little bit. And they just didn't could. feel it, it almost felt like that was just secondary. So yeah. let's not worry too much about that. Yeah. No not talking about, you know, he never once talks about the fucking mental toll of you know, I've 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 seen it kind of explored in things like Batman of you can save this many people but you lose one and yeah. it, it fucks you up or something but like also, that. But also look at something like hero worship Yes. Everybody wants a piece of you. Everyone wants to, 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 to pat you on the back. Yeah, um, exactly. And and if you're somebody who's got anxiety or something, yeah. you cannot do that. You can't go down it. the street and grab a fucking coffee yeah, or something yeah, yeah. like that. So you fake your own death in an effort to get away from it. Like, these are interesting ideas to mine a little bit. Yeah. Um, and, they and, never- and they're different from the classic superhero ethos, which is I'm I'm a hero, so I... It never affects me. I'm never. Yeah. I'm never mentally affected by any of this. Well, when is a film gonna say? You know, the, the, when is a film just gonna take the? With great power comes great responsibility, but look at it from the fucking side of the person who doesn't want the responsibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I've that's been all tossed I'm into this. That's all I'm asking. Yeah. It's just you know, it, it, it's a fucking mental toll. Like, so there's just so much. Like, it would have taken just a couple of scenes to make me a little bit happier with that. Maybe drag an extra half star out of me just just for exploring it in some way, other than just saying a little line about it. Yeah, I was just yeah. It, it was in my likes, but I was just when when it finished up and I didn't, didn't get any more of that. I was just I was upset. Yeah. And the last one for me was the two action scenes that kind of make up the finale. 
where he kind of bashes and belts his way through the heap of people in the apartment block. Yeah. And then he heads to the villain's lair and there's a massive blue and everything. All that stuff's handled pretty well. Like, it's okay. Yeah. It's passable without being magnificent. Yeah, points but, of it. Points but of it. it's what I expected from this. It's kind of what I kind of went towards once I realised they weren't going to go any deeper. Yeah. When I realised, well, fuck, I kind of had a bit of fun with the finale because I was kind of like, well, it's obviously not going anywhere with this that's not going to be standard. Yeah. And I was exactly right. You know, it was <laughs> fucking standard. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it was, was pretty standard. Let's be honest, it was extremely standard. I wasn't even that... I mean, the apartment block one, yeah, I was okay with that, but the one at the end, I was just, I think I was i was done by then. I think I'd also come to that same conclusion that we're not getting any more than this. I was sitting, I was wallowing by that point. You were one and a half, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Have you got any other likes there? Yeah. The part when he jumps in the elevator and they shut the door. And you don't see any of what Oh, yeah, does. it's just bang, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. when in a Stallone movie have we had him just kind of like... <laughs> They're going to leave it to our imagination. That was that was cool. I really liked that. Mm. And, you know, talking about the twist, going into the spoilers, I mean, it was so it was so predictable from the open that he was actually Nemesis and he wasn't Samaritan. Yeah. But I don't think the idea is such a bad one. No. And if they hadn't have made it pretty obvious with a few lines and things like that, it would have been... It, it would have, have actually had a little reasonable bit of punch. solid, reasonably solid twist. Yeah. Um, again, it's just caught up in a bunch of really solid ideas that that don't get explored all that well. Mm. But the idea of it, even when I even when I picked it, I thought, oh fuck, it's not a bad way to go. No, correct, right? It's not the worst thing they could have done. Yeah. But they just, it's so telegraphed. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, have you got any more likes? Is that it? Uh initially I was. Uh, Initially, right back at the start of the film, I didn't mind how they were kind of putting the kid on the path of meeting the villain. Basically, you know, just kind of making it just survival. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty, again, it's not, it's not anything we haven't seen before, but I sort of, I didn't mind the fact that he started out just, you know, you're going to throw us a distraction to get this. And yeah, the, and yeah, like, here's the $100. Um, here's $100 for tonight, but here's, yeah. here's a couple of hundreds is what you're going to do yeah. for me later. From that point, it gets a little bit worse, and there's there's a little bit I'm a little bit murky on, on how it keeps going back and forth. But anyway, that point I was all right, but that's that's the end of my likes. Okay. Straight into the dislikes, as far as telegraphing things, that opening sequence is dog shit. Like, you, 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 <laughs> well, you needed, yeah. to, you needed to do something better with that. Ambi- yeah, ambiguity. Like, there was no ambiguity. and No. Just the way it was shot, too, in that the kind style, of... trying to replicate it with... Rotoscope type of... Yeah, com- it was it looked, crap. It looked I terrible. Like it. I didn't like it at all. <clears throat> Not to mention, the costumes are fucking awful. I saw one review that compared it to Steel. Shaquille O'Neal. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> like, oh yeah. yeah, they're not they're not far wrong from that. Well, but I mean, you, you know, straight I get, another, I another little... dislike. Sledgehammer. Yeah, it's just not a good weapon. No, no, it's very. I don't know. It's cumbersome, they're just, Jared. They're just trying to go gritty, but they end up with this bloody dull, dull costumes, dull colours, dull style. Like, and the issue is, the rest of the film doesn't. It's it's not realistic in the fucking slightest. 
I get the grimy tone of the city. It looks like fucking somewhere Mad Max would hang out. Yeah, that's right. And I, I just, you know, take it back to real simple stuff. But when everything's so fucking grimy and dull and whatever, you got to at least get a bit of colour or style in Samaritan's costume to show that he's, you know, really simple. The fucking ray of light in a, in a scummy, scummy, <laughs> scummy universe. <laughs> but even the universe itself, Granite City, it's just a cesspool. Like, <laughs> like yeah, it yeah. was so over the top. Yes. Yeah, like, it was. Everything was so over the top. It was the worst place in the world. Well, I felt like they would have been more. They would have been better off because I, I kept getting, you know, you saw the RoboCop arcade machine at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I kept no. getting hints of RoboCop, but I was like, if that's what it is, go all out and just show that it is. It's just a fucking cesspool, <laughs> like because that's what it looked like. But you never really went there, so I don't know whether that's what you ever see RoboCop. RoboCop was a cesspool on the street. Yes. But then they juxtaposed it with big business. But and isn't that slimy... essentially what they go for? Yeah, kind you know, of. They're, they're, they're not juxtaposing it, but they're showing that these people have been left behind. Yeah, I know, but that's what I mean. Robocop was a bit more nuanced in that whole big business OCP sort of the stuff. The subtleties of the nuance. The subtleties really of the <laughs> This was just, well, it was a cesspool. And then <laughs> the fucking villains are all cesspools. Yeah, they were all scumbags, whereas in Robocop the villains were the high-powered Money men yeah, yeah. in the end of, at the end of the day. Yes. I I understand that, but I like I just I don't understand why you go with the overly I mean everything was fucking grey. Everything was grey. I mean the dry. whole the whole area looked like the place where Stallone worked. We <laughs> <laughs> exactly. can garbage around. And I'm sorry, I couldn't stop giggling when he brings the, the garbage truck out and it says City of Granite City. I was just like I don't know why that made me laugh. I get that it's Granite City, but just I, I kept giggling. Why didn't you just say Granite City? <laughs> just, just chuck Granite City but, on the side. But also, you know, I. But what? you got to you give me a little bit of fucking color. Give me some somewhere. shades to your storytelling. Don't just everything was just grey. And and give grimy. me some fucking color shades in your palette. In your palette, because I me... couldn't. Yeah, everything was grey. Yes, and also I was kind of a little bit hasn't. Stallone been down the, the route of, you know, guy who picks up electronic items and remakes them. Like, like hasn't he done that in a couple of other films? Oh, like, he has, he has. He has, yes. He has. He's used it in a lot of other films where <laughs> he's kind of like a jack-of-all-trades with regards to with his hands and shit. Uh, why did we need that? We didn't need it. Well, it was all building up to the watch, which then... Had was no fucking be- lost anyway in the in the. It, was, it had no bearing on. It was it. lost in the the ending, which was just a collision of all this half baked <laughs> ideas, just fucking <laughs> coming out of the oven, still not fully fully cooked. It was a cake that was sort of <laughs> <laughs> the middle of it was. I think it was what I likened it to, Adam. Is you making a risotto? There <laughs> <laughs> was no water. <laughs> You you forgot to put the water Not in. Once for twice. You came back to the you came back to the pot, and then you said, "Oh shit, there's no water in this. It's just crunchy rice now." So you tossed it in the bin, and then you came out with your second idea, which was another risotto, which with you also no forgot to put water in. <laughs> and by the end of it, you had a fucking shit meal. Yeah, I, I do like the fact that my mum said, "What happened to all the rice?" <laughs> What did you say? Oh, oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And then fled the scene. 
<laughs> you pulled out the same defence that you tried to uh, cover up your car accident <laughs> with. <laughs> what happened to your car? <laughs> I don't know. I think. I think Talk you. about nuance. <laughs> I think Mum knew something was up when she took the bin out and it went. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, she took the bit out and it sounded like a 10 kilo maracas. <laughs> it sounded like she was uh, she was backing up Lady Smith's Blackmore Master or something exactly, like that. Exactly, exactly. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right, sorry. <laughs> they never really, apart from him getting hit by the car, they never really cover off on his powers or no. how he became super. Or, like They give very limited information about most of that. Again, they talk about, oh, how many cars could you jump in your prime? Or oh, ten. I could probably do nine now. Well, fucking show us that in a scene. Or show us. Well, he does, they kind of use it near the end, don't they, when he jumps from one building to the next. But that doesn't show us shit. Oh, no. As I said to you, <laughs> by the end of the movie, rather than exploring... What happens to a fucking aging superhero? It's just old hero being hero again, or old, you know, going to the twist. It's old villain choosing to be hero again, which again isn't all that fucking revolutionary. How many times the heroes and villains switch over? It's fucking. It's the fucking WWF, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. WWE. Sorry. I mean, how many times we've seen the fucking gobbledygook again? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, God, how many times has fucking Dr. Isaac Yankin DDS turn into Kane and go from, you know. You wrote a bit. Holy shit. Well, how, how often does Hollywood Hogan come back as Mr. America? <laughs> yeah, and, and, yeah, not to put a final point on it, how many times has Vince McMahon hit the ring and then pull out? Well, both have Career highlight. I think it was both quads. Uh, let me tell you something, mate. Be careful. Don't sneeze near the boat. <laughs> yeah, don't sneeze. Well, how many times has Vince McMahon come down of the ring with a turn in his pants <laughs> and request that you only shoot him from the waist up? It's <laughs> <laughs> a brick. Oh. <laughs> no, it's just... Yeah, it's it, just it, there's no there's no details about how he became no. who he became. But show, there's no details about what that. he does. You show us what 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 his strengths are and his weaknesses because because that's again coming back to Unbreakable, the whole thing of he has a weakness. Yeah, which is water, and and then that comes into play, you know, later when he when he tries to help out. Yeah. This has none of that. There, there is it. no weakness that he has. Well, they kind of go into it, but there's never an exploration. Of, I mean, what he talks about as what he has to do when he's digging into the ice cream and shit, from the explanation you gave us, that's the same shit you had to do when you were in your prime. There's no yeah, so, sort of... So has it changed now that you're older? There's no... Yeah, there's no... No, it hasn't. Of, no. They didn't, they didn't... We only see it here. We don't get any... Kind of illustration of what what are you dealing with as a fucking seventy five year old superhero? Fucking what, rheumatoid arthritis? Is that being What are you exactly. weak? When you go to, I wanted. I mean, I'm begging for a scene when he goes to jump from building to building, and they go to the other building and hears him crumbled in a heap, saying, "I tore my ACL." Or something. <laughs> 
Yeah. This is what we need. Something exactly, like that. Exactly. Exactly. I think my wife brought this up. There was no. If he's a superhero, why is he aging? Well, like if he's superhuman, why is he aging? Well, this is the thing. I mean, I can go with that. I can go with. So, yeah, but explain it. Powers, explain us that. Exactly. I don't. Have it it doesn't stop it. me from getting. I can't get younger. I I continue to get older. Yeah, like any that's normal right. person. You continue to age. You're still going through the aging process. You still got your powers, but shit, fucking. It's just. It's. It's like you, you're trying to compare it to the real aging process, or or the real. You know. As I, I keep going back to, Sly did it beautifully with the fucking aging athlete, with Rocky. By, well, maybe not Rocky Five, but <laughs> Balboa. Balboa and Creed. That's what I want to... I wanted to see some of that in this. And, yeah, that's... that's You didn't tell us what what it entailed or what had changed. You didn't you didn't illustrate anything. You really that. didn't bother to tell us what kind of superhero he was. No. And what his capabilities were. And when you don't do that, you don't set any you don't set a box for him to be in. You also don't tell us what the stakes might be. Yeah. So when's he going to come up against something that's like Superman with Kryptonite? Yeah. When's he going to come up against this? Yeah, well, they give us a little bit of that with the fucking hammer, heat, and yeah, hammer but fuck and the, the hammer. hammer. Like fuck. the hammer was bullshit. Yeah, like that whole was thing was bullshit. Yep. And then, as I said to you before, the idea that the bad guys are bringing chaos and anarchy, like some, um, like Nemesis had. Yeah. But it kind of was no different because the place was a shit show anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well. I mean, that ties into my biggest dislike with uh, Pilau Asbeck. The scene of his first speech when he jumps on top of the car and puts the Nemesis mask on and all that sort of stuff is so overdone. Yes. And the acting, like, he's he's doing a lot of hand work because he's got a mask on. I mean, you don't even know if it's him under the mask. It may not be him, but it is awful. Yeah. Absolutely awful. And that crowd goes from... We're just, you know, we're we're in the streets of the slummy part of town or whatever, to fucking chanting for this bloke and yeah. call, you know, basically ready to tear the city down <clears throat> in just like this. They don't show anyone, they don't show any single person thinking, oh fuck, I don't know about this. I'm not going along with it. They just show this crowd of people fucking chanting. Yeah, and yeah. Kind of, it's it's crap. It's too much because, it's, it's but also they don't really dish out much anarchy. No, they don't. Like they have those bombs. Well, they don't show the situation, as you said, they don't show the situation getting worse throughout the movie. They just, a couple of news reports. Because oh, the place had... looked like it was bad yeah, all the time. It. it looked like it was bad from the get-go. Oh, there's news reports of the looting. Well, we didn't see any of it. We didn't see any of that shit. So, yeah, I was a little bit upset there. All right. The big one for me was the twist. Yep. It just hung out there like a fucking... Jets cracker popping out of your trunks. It yeah, kind of yeah. hung out there for minute one. Yes. And the fact that I said my wife turned to me within five minutes. Yep. And in fact, I think it was just after the opening spiel. It was spiel. a cold open when yeah. I was like, is this where they're going to yeah. go? And my wife just says, oh, he's nemesis. Yeah. He's yep. not Samaritan, he's nemesis. And I was like, okay, yeah. Like, like I started thinking to myself, well, yeah. Well, they're twins. as soon as the idea was in your head... Yeah, they put it up front very quickly that they were twins. But as soon as the idea was in your head, he kept dropping lines 
and, yeah. and, and little things that were being said. And he never kind of committed to being a good guy. When, when, when the kid kept asking him, he never sort of committed and sort of said, yes, I did this, that, and the other. Yeah. It, he just he always sort of tried to weave around it. And it just gave it away straight away. Yes. And that just undercut everything. It undercut the whole movie. Personally, I think they shouldn't have had the, the open. Yeah. They should we should have, have got little drip feeds from the guy in the bookstore and that. From the guy in the bookstore, from the kid asking him questions. And then slip a couple of the flashback. Like, they, you know, they keep going back with a little bit of flashback. But the cold open just fucked Blew it. it. Absolutely I mean, if you it. could go back and cut that out, if you cut that out and watch the movie again, I think you'd be in a better place. It doesn't plant the seed as early. I reckon you probably would have got there. You know, you possibly would have got there anyway, but definitely not. It wouldn't have put in your mind straight away, oh, here's the possibility. Yeah. You know, don't even tell us till fucking 15 minutes in or 20 minutes in that he fought his brother. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. You know, because, yeah. Slowly weave a bit of that in. Don't. Give it to us straight away, because when you gave it to us straight away, it went dead to shit yeah, immediately. Absolutely. I've kind of hit the end for me. I just We spoke oh, about the, the sledgehammer. We spoke about the stakes. There were no stakes. I've, I've, got, a, I've got a five or six more to Go, hit, hit me, hit me. <laughs> okay, getting into specifics, and again, I mean, I like to talk about some of this stuff that doesn't really matter in the scheme of things. Yeah. But this is another one where it's just a little bit of, you watch it and you think, oh, I don't know if that passes the smell test. What sort of fucking city police setup allows anyone just to walk to the evidence counter? Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, surely there's a level of security before that. You would think uh, so. Gentlemen, can I see your badges yeah. at the door? Yeah. <laughs> Hang on. You've got, there's a uniform policy. You've got a fucking beard that's hanging down here and you've got hair, and hair everywhere and you've got tattoos all over you. Shit, you're possibly not a cop. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> not only that, but I felt it would have been an opportunity to show, I mean, I may still not have been on board with a sledgehammer, but if it is a situation where you fucking busted your way into the evidence counter and there's some sort of, I mean, they didn't even, there was no alarm. There was, there was nothing. They, they cleared out of that joint. There was one bloke in charge of what seemed to be a whole building that contained all of the city's police yeah. evidence. If there been a shootout the there's something. an alarm or something that goes off and shit, the evidence room, bang, you immediately show us the power of this fucking weapon that you've got on the way out. But it seemed like the weapon only applied to him. Only applied to Nemesis slash Samaritan with an absolutely talking about the gobbledygooker. The fucking explanation for that that thing was gobbledygook. <laughs> Why could it only hurt those two? Oh, it was fueled by hate. Okay, I need a bit more than that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fellas. Can we have a couple of extra sides on yeah, this? Yeah. Because I need to know. So a my bit first more. question is so does for the average person, does it just connect like a normal sledgehammer? <laughs> Yeah, and even then, Pillow's going to have some trouble wielding that shit. Like- I mean, it's the most clunky of weapons. <laughs> I would like mini sledgehammers. So I need a little some bit speed. More. Yeah. I need to work with some fucking pepper on this. But anyway, so that was that was one of them for me. Again, small detail. Sly calling the kid an asshole. Unnecessary. <laughs> 
Yeah, I want to see you working with vulnerable people, yeah. cards. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. This is where the reason I'm sitting No there wonder out, you're fucking chucking garbage around, bro, because I don't think you're working yeah. with children. Yeah, he's definitely not a fucking counsellor or something no. in local high school. But the reason I single that out is because it showed it was the prime example of why run with a bit of fucking humour. Yeah. If you had a if you hadn't been so self serious, Sly getting upset and calling the kid an asshole, I could have I could have chuckled along with it. But at the at that point, it just seemed fucking mean spirited, and reinforced to me that ah, oh, this is the villain, not the hero. Yeah, he didn't come across as a hero. Yeah, and I think if you had have injected a, a little bit of humour, a little bit of this is what an older hero looks like with with some fucking. I don't know. He's got to put a bit of deep heat on before he gets into <laughs> before he gets into a punch no, up. You see him come back from a fucking operation and he gets into a bath full of rain. <laughs> exactly. Get the old fucking horse steroids out or something. Like. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that would. I mean, admittedly, I was getting in the Radox bath when I was twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> Sly needs to get into a fucking bath full of horse chill. I mean, can you not tell me, though, you wouldn't have fucking laughed if the kid rocks up to his apartment and hears Sly on the foam roller after getting into a pool or something? <laughs> yeah, that would be That funny. shit would have worked. And so then, if that happens, he calls the kid an asshole. I take it as a bit of a gag. I don't even think about, yeah, you know, the, the twist. The twist, yeah. So that was a bit off for me. The kid... And again, not the acting performance, but the writing. The kid goes far too easily from fucking... He oscillates between Samaritan and the, and the crooks a couple of times. Yeah, 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 true, true. He kind of... And I guess they were trying to sort of have this whole idea that he, he might turn to the to the darkness. Correct. Um, but I, I but guess I, I thought... But um, once you've found out that the hero you've been chasing for 20... Like, since you were a kid... Don't you align yourself with him? Well, the first one I was okay with because I thought, all right, he's got a suspicion, but he comes home, the eviction notice is on the door. Yeah. I need a, I need some fast cash to bail mum out. Yeah, fair enough. I see why he does that. Okay, so he does something that's on the low end. He could talk himself into that. I'm not hurting anyone. I'm just a distraction. Mm. No one's getting hurt. They're pinching something. But then when he confirms it and and gets a little bit of a fucking tongue lashing from Sly to piss off out of his apartment or whatever, he immediately goes back into it. And I just think, I feel like if he was so enamoured with this whole fucking idea, it would have taken him a little bit more to go back and forth. Yeah, I agree. So I was a bit annoyed with that. Not to mention the mum, she was a pain in the ass. For the whole movie, <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I didn't, uh, I didn't get on board with Mum at all. Yeah, I mean, she fucking gets stuck in the slide when he comes to the hospital. Remember, she, one minute she's saying, "Please don't tell," you know, "give my kid a chance" because he's a good kid. He's made a mistake yeah. by breaking into your apartment. Yeah. <laughs> Give him a chance. Slide gives him a chance. Next thing you know, she's fucking telling him it's his fault that that. Oh, he got beat up by these kids. What the fuck were you doing? Well, I'm a 75-year-old man with a fucking job, for starters. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that was... I got toasters to crush. (laughs) That's right. I got fucking... I got radios to fix. (laughs) (laughs) 
shit. <laughs> the film meanders way too much in the middle. Yeah. There's so many ideas, but none of them progress, and we just kind of go back to Cyrus. Does it feel like a sort of like a first beard. draft? <laughs> it does a little bit, which shocks me. It's only been on the slate since 2020. Well, that's right, but it kind of shocks me that it was it was the the comic book first because you've done your drafts, you've yeah. written your comic yeah. book. You then just sort of pair that. Now you just go onto the screen and you you go through it, but. Yeah, it's... Okay. Another one about the nemesis and... Nemesis and... Samaritan. Um, Samaritan thing. We make a fucking song and dance in the flashback about taking Stallone's mask off and showing that it's his... It's it's young Stallone's face. Hmm. We've been told multiple times they're identical twins. <laughs> so... Exactly. <laughs> they should look the same. So, I mean, I've expected both of them to, to tear their mask off. Uh, I love the fact that he looked like fucking Stallone from Nighthawks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm not sure about the de-aging stuff. Yeah, I don't know how it was done. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, we'd been told at least twice that they were identical twins, so, fuck. Why is that a fucking big deal? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The other thing about the ending is... Cyrus has, has, you know, talking about how Nemesis was his hero and he's carrying on his work for the whole time, and then when he finds out that Joe is actually Nemesis, he has no fucking qualms or doubts about continuing with the plan exactly as uh, as, uh, as, scripted. He's, as he laid out. Wouldn't you a- think, I, I was expecting him to kind of try and get him on board. Exactly. Well, that's that didn't the thing. seem to I come about at all. his plan to continue along. Yeah. But a moment of doubt or a we stop fighting yep. and I fucking tell you yeah, yeah. why this is what you represented and Sly tells me why it's not or whatever. Yeah. But all this was lost in, you know, why Nemesis decided to stop being Nemesis. <laughs> a collision of <laughs> a collision, I I collision of fucking risottos with no waters. <laughs> We ended up with one massive shit risotto. So it's just, uh, it's, uh. it's, yeah, I was, I was, it was just another fucking, just a minor frustration. Another nail in the coffin. Another nail in the coffin. Yeah. The fight at the end. Okay, admittedly, Joe's taken some, some punishment. Yeah. He's, he's slightly weakened. But Cyrus fucking takes hits from the hammer pretty comfortably. It's still a sledgehammer. It's still being wielded by a super Superman. <laughs> Superman with a little whiff of kryptonite. Yeah, but you know what though? Again, because we had no information about Joe's powers. Yeah. When he's yeah. being shot at close range and shit like that, we're not seeing how it might affect him. Like, well, okay. So I'll put. He it shakes to you a bit of that shit off. I'll put it to you this way, because I had to fucking fill in the gaps myself. <laughs> A fully powered 75-year-old Joe has no trouble flipping a car on its side. Yeah. Okay. So I'm thinking at 10% capacity, he's still getting that shit off the ground. Yeah. He's still going, yeah. and the wheels go off the ground and then back. So if you're swinging a sledgehammer with that power, it's still going to fucking hurt. Yeah, yeah correct, correct, correct. So it's going to do some damage. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm, I was just, again, I'm filling the gaps in myself. And I think when when we'll, when you're saying when you're finishing up your discussions about it and saying that we had to fill in the gaps, that's a massive problem. Like that, 
That yeah, tells you the movie did your script did not do its due diligence to explain what the powers and and weaknesses of this particular superhuman were. Yeah. Um, what can you do? What can't yeah. you do? And what's going to put you in the shit when you're up against forty guys with guns? And this is why you need. And in fact, at one point, he says, "How many people did you take on?" Oh, a hundred. Yeah, yeah. So fuck this group of. Cronies of about forty of them. He should cut a swath yeah. through them. But them. you've just you've just fucking illustrated the problem right there. Moments before that, he is being shot with multiple guns at yeah. the same time and walking through them. This is after or during when he's when he's involved in the fight with the fucking sledgehammer. Yeah. So, how come Cyrus can fucking take hits with the sledgehammer? I don't know. Again, it's just no explanation for any of it. No, that's right. And so this how is, do you expect why, and people I go, to buy into I it? I then go back to, you told us, oh, I used to be able to leap 10 cars, now I could leap nine. You needed to show us, and you needed to show us where your powers fucking extended to and where they didn't. Exactly. So they had all that time to do that and didn't, and then the resulting fucking, this is why the finale left me cold. Cold. In the midst of a fucking flaming building, I was <laughs> I was the heart of ice. Yes. <laughs> so that's probably the end of my dislikes, but I go into I'm gonna ask you a question. Uh-huh. What do you think about the idea of this was I, I kept thinking about this. Should they have played with pushing Joe against his will into the role of Samaritan publicly early? Yeah, I think that would have been an interesting wrinkle because, because he is then, playing the character of Samaritan even though he wasn't Samaritan. Because then it's that's right. He has to fucking cope with, I'm in the spotlight, I didn't want to be, this kid's fucking throwing me out there. And, I, and, and by all intents and purposes, prior to going underground, I was a villain. It gives him a reason to be lying about it too yeah. because he doesn't want to fucking... He doesn't want, he doesn't want people to, to believe that he is... Yeah, he is doesn't Samaritan. want people to believe he's Samaritan but he also doesn't want to go out and just out and out tell everyone, I'm not Samaritan, I'm Nemesis. Yeah. He doesn't want to disappoint the kid. Yeah. I just felt like there was a few more reasons, and you play with the anxiety of it all and, and the, the fucking mm. issues with being out in the midst of something that you may not want to be. So looking at this at, 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 at a glance is you just know why they chose not to do that stuff. It's because they, they're just the eyes and just not on... Furthering the, the the superhero genre, digging into the superhero genre, like something like Logan did, yeah, which was to look at an older, aging superhero with very little left to to give, yeah, finding a reason, finding to a reason it. to do yeah. do it, yeah. Well, and this, Logan did it fantastically, yeah, and and it's I come back to the problem is that this is just we have an old hero, we have a twist. And we just go with we go with that, and we make around that we make a standard actioner. Yeah, and I think unfortunately it felt like felt like Stallone in the nineties. It did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of standard stuff that he was trading upon. Feel like Nighthawk. Uh, Nighthawks was early eighties. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it felt like your demolition man. I don't know why. Yeah. I just got Nighthawks vibes somewhere. Well, there. maybe it's because fucking his his alter ego from Nighthawks was. <laughs> 
was Young's to like. No, it felt like Demolition Did Man. Did you know Nighthawks have a fucking identical twin as well? No, he didn't. His um, partner was Billy Dean Williams. <laughs> Uh, I believe um, he dresses in drag at one point. <laughs> Sorry. I don't remember Nighthawks very well, but it also had Rutger Hauer in it, so shit. I think we need to put uh, it on the schedule. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, it's a good movie, allegedly. But it just felt like, yeah, something from Stallone's 90s catalogue. Yeah. Judge Dredd, Demolition Man. Could have done with the helping of Amanda Sante. Oh, of course, of course. But you know what I mean? Like, that kind of standard shit where... I felt like there was more to mine here and we could have gone in a lot more directions, but we yeah. just didn't do it. I guess that's, you know, I, I might be being harsh by just, you know, talking about what I wish it was, but it's just, again. Maybe Sly, it's the Sly, action crowd. Sly had done it for us. Sly had taken Rocky, who was, I mean, Rocky three was the height of that fucking macho bullshit, and I loved every minute of it. <laughs> but when you take that and then you, you take it, you... You know, you're moving into Balboa and you're moving into Creed. I fucking loved what he did with that. And I think if he had of, It's not Sly's fault. He didn't write the thing. He, you know, he had, he's got personal problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's currently got a... It's not Sly's fault. The dissolving of his 25-year marriage. I mean, he's, he's, his personal life, he's digging tunnels under, <laughs> under his ranch at the moment. Yeah, but exactly. So it's not all his fault, but I just felt like... You cast him in this role because that's the sort of shit you wanted to do. A little bit, yeah. And you kind of just, it feels like somewhat like what we're getting in streaming at the moment, which is we grab a couple of noted known known quantities, yeah. um, we put a film together, we whack it on streaming. Bang out a script as yeah. quick as we can. Don't yeah. take the time to... I mean, you've only got to look, look, look no further than fucking Red Note. Well, look no further. That's absolute yeah. and utter shit that <laughs> Netflix knows people will... People will get on here. And I think that's what Amazon Prime probably ended up doing. Allegedly, yeah. they were going to go to cinemas back in 2021. Yeah. This, this would not have played very well in the cinema at all. No. Funny that you, you put Sly and, and Cruz neck and neck. Well, you didn't put it neck and neck. <laughs> no, I no, did. I, <laughs> I compared them. Your, I think your comparison would have, been, would have been blown out of the water by second week fucking drop off yeah. for Samaritan oh, as I opposed think, to. <laughs> I actually think the first week. Wouldn't have been, you know. They just they wouldn't. There's not an audience for this. I can see where the audience is on Amazon Prime. Yeah, you, you've got an Amazon Prime subscription. Wow, well, yeah. I Stallone, mean... <laughs> Stallone drops a picture. No worries, I'll check it out. Because yeah. costing me fuck all. Yeah. Is it driving subscriptions? No, I'm I not don't sure. Think so. <laughs> Somehow I don't think so. I mean, I don't even have Amazon Prime streaming because I want the streaming. I have it because I want the fucking. The, uh, the US free, uh, to Australia postage <laughs> benefits. <laughs> but look, Samaritan I, was just a bonus. I know. Overall, a pretty shitty bonus. That, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But overall, it's just, it's just, it's just very frustrating. It's a very frustrating film. It is because it kind of had a lot more to to give. I feel, but it just wasn't. Yeah, and it's you know, not. It's a it's one not- layer onion. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's the onion skin. <laughs> as soon as you peel that shit off, you think, where's, yeah, you got where's my onion? <laughs> well, I was in fucking tears. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think uh, it's more disappointing because I, I'm projecting the fact that I've been waiting for a movie to do this well for quite a few years now. Yeah. 
I mean, since Hancock, I've been sitting there going, geez, I fucked that up. I wish someone could do it well. And, and so... So Sylvester threw his hat in the ring and fucked it up. <laughs> 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 Sylvester came along with his onion skin and said, what do you reckon? Well, no, no. He came along with his fucking leathery skin. Cause yeah, like, yeah. He's, looking, he's looking like a fucking crocodile. Yeah, yeah. It, he doesn't look good. No. But again, that plays into what it, that's what this should be. Yeah. The so, old man. Old man river. Yeah, yeah. But of course, you know, in the finale, it's just it's just same old slide. Yeah. All right, that was Samaritan. You can find us on Podomatic, iTunes, Spotify, and all other places you get your podcasts. Send us an email at thrillme at iinet.net.au or on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia, Podomatic at thrillme.podomatic.com and Instagram at thrillmepodcastau. Make sure to rate and review us on iTunes and all the other platforms so we can get the word out. Next episode, again, we talked Lethal Weapon. I'm not quite sure how we're going to structure all this, but I believe Lethal Weapon's next up. Mm. Uh, I've already got buyer's remorse on my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I've already got buyer's remorse on the horse that I'm currently on. Well, <laughs> can I just, before we get on that, can I just uh, throw out a little bit about your, um, you know, your your record as a as an attorney? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, look, so I, you had me, you had me fucking folding. I, I pled guilty. <laughs> you pled guilty on Halloween I 5. I pled guilty on Halloween 5. And you've come um, around Halloween 6. Yeah. Other than that, I think one of your other... Uh, I tried to crap on about Seagal. Like a good actor. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I actually oh. give you the line. Seagal can deliver a performance. <laughs> Yeah, okay. That should have had your fucking disbar. <laughs> <laughs> I think the judge said, why are you in the courtroom? <laughs> You're not an attorney. <laughs> <laughs> and you opened your briefcase full of shredded paper. Yeah, no, it was just crackers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you pulled out all the snack from your briefcase. Oh, and just I, I, I did the Kramer. I just joined a group and went to work. <laughs> I'm not even getting paid. So your career's <laughs> on the line with this. Yeah, <laughs> I believe no. you had one. You had one stellar victory. Where the yeah, other, oh, look early on, the other attorneys just fucking come in and say, oh, "Look, I fucked up." Yeah, yeah I was all fucking, on this case. I was all glitz and glam. I was like Denny Craig. <laughs> I was glitz and glam. Yeah, I got a couple of early wins, and then boom, I fell in a bit of a hole. So I'm not going to lie when I say that my current client. He's looking, he's looking like he might be up for fucking death row. <laughs> yeah, possibly. I think looking back on it, I might be got this one wrong somehow. But well, you've already booked in the dates. The, the judges yeah, summoned you yeah. to appear. Uh, um, <laughs> but, so, so keep an eye out for that one. It's coming up. But until then, everyone, take it easy, and we'll catch up with everybody later. <laughs> Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.